Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Balance Black Girl. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. My name is Les. I'm your host. This podcast is all about being healthy, happy, thriving something that we're all working at, myself included. And it's the last week of the year. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, it is the very end of the year. It's the last week of 2023. And this time of year is a little tricky usually because that week in between Christmas and New Year's, like time isn't real. Nobody really knows what's going on. Everybody is either talking about their highlights of the year or getting into their New Year's goal setting, that girl mode. And it can just be kind of a mind trip to know how to navigate that. But it's natural to reflect on the year you've had during this time. And I think that that can be really beautiful and really healthy. But sometimes we may want to shy away from it if we didn't have the year that we'd hoped or if we didn't have the year that we planned. And y'all, do I have a story for you because I had one of those years. So if you have maybe had things not go according to plan or fell short on some of your goals and you're beating yourself up about it, just come along, come along with me because this episode is is for you. And this episode is also for anybody who is starting to think about their next year goals, but wants to set themselves up for success. So first off, I want to take you back in time, step into a time machine with me and come back to December 2022, one year ago, exactly. Now my December 2022 was, it was pretty sweet. I had actually had a post go viral on both Instagram and TikTok where I had talked about some of the goals that I reached that year. It actually ended up going like very viral on Instagram. It had like millions of views. My following doubled. It was probably one of the biggest social media moments I've ever had. And it was just a very simple reel of me. I think I was like drinking coffee or something. And I listed on the screen the goals that I reached in 2022. And there were some dope things on there. Like I'm still very proud of my 2022 self. I set a goal to read 30 books and I ended up reading 42, I believe, just over 40. I believe it was 42 books. I doubled my business revenue from 2021 to 2022. And my podcast grew so much in 2022. From the year before, I think we had like 5X listenership growth, which was like a ridiculous amount of growth to get in just one year, like kind of 
ridiculous. I had paid off my student loans. And I know I've talked about that a lot on the podcast. This episode is probably the last I'm going to I'm gonna say about it because I know I've talked about it a lot. If you're interested in my debt payoff journey, we did another episode about it that we'll put in the show notes. But I did that in 2022 and I was really proud of myself. It took 10 years. It was a lot. So the goals that I reached in 2022 was really the culmination of all of this work that I had been doing for years that all kind of came to a head and I started to get payoff around the same time. So it was super sexy and it went viral and it had all this payoff of like, I, you know, I grew my podcast and I paid this debt and I read all these books and aren't I cool and aren't I smart? I was feeling myself. And so as I was going into 2023, I was like, well, I can do everything I did the year before and then some. So if I read 42 books in 2022, I should be able to read 50 books in 2023. And if I 5X'd my podcast listenership that year, I can 5X it again. And if I doubled my business revenue in 2022, I can double it again in 2023. And let me tell you, not a single one of those things happened. Like, not even close to any of those goals happened for me this year. I have not read anywhere near 50 books. (laughs) I think at the time that I'm recording this, I think I just hit 30. So I'll probably finish the year. I probably will read maybe another two books realistically, maybe 32 books finishing the year. That's a lot less than 50. I absolutely did not double my revenue goal by any means. And my goal in doing that was so that I could go full time. And I wanted to 5X my podcast listenership again because I really wanted to go full time into entrepreneurship and content creation. Y'all, I still got my job. I'm still clocking in nine to five. Revenue did not double. It increased a little bit, but barely. I mean, it's pretty much the same as it was last year, like a tiny bit more, but my expenses were also a lot higher. So not necessarily taking home more profit. So that didn't happen. So I kind of failed at everything. If we look at those goals that I set as like the winning metric, I literally failed at every single one of those things. I didn't read my books. I didn't make the money. I didn't get the podcast growth. I didn't, you know, go become a full-time entrepreneur. I literally failed at every single one of those things. Now, with that, I could absolutely be screaming, crying, throwing up, sliding down a wall. But I actually feel really good about the fact that I didn't reach any of those goals. And for a lot of those goals, I'm actually really grateful that I didn't reach them. Because while 2022 was great and I reached these goals and it looked great and it was very sexy, It was definitely a year of achievement. Like in 2022, I had my head down and I was grinding for a lot of that, which is not a bad thing, but I didn't necessarily have a lot of fun. I didn't necessarily have a lot of experiences. I didn't spend much time with people who were important to me. And even when I did, I was still distracted and I was working and I was doing all of these things. I wasn't very present versus looking at 2023. It was not a year of achievement. Like I didn't achieve as much, but I lived a lot. I made so many amazing memories this year and had so many great 
experiences of things that I got to do that I will just cherish forever. Some big things like my Euro trip was really amazing. You know, my own little eat, pray, love experience, as well as some little things. Like I got to spend the entire month of July at home with my family and spend a lot of really quality time with them. And I got to, you know, go on a little trip with some of my college girlfriends and spend time with them. Or I road tripped from LA to Vegas with a few friends to go see Beyonce. And I got to really spend time being present with people in my life, creating memories and having experiences that did take me away from having my nose in a book every two seconds in the way it you know, would have needed to be to read 50 books. You know, I didn't make as much money this year or grow the podcast as much this year because I ended up taking time off like that all summer long. I wasn't podcasting at all. I was barely posting on social media, definitely wasn't doing any brand collaborations. So yeah, that that cut into the growth, that cut into the money. And while I experienced more growth the year before, I was so burned out. I was saying yes to everything working with brands is something that I'm really grateful to do. But anybody who has done it knows how challenging it can be. Because when you have like a nine to five and you're working your projects there, you have your deliverables. We all know how annoying it is to have kind of annoying coworkers or an annoying boss. And for content creators who are working with brands, every single brand relationship you have is like that. Like every brand is like a boss who you constantly have to report to and go back and forth with. And so me taking a break from that, even though yes, it cut into my money, was so great for my mental health and my creativity and my clarity. The time that I took away from the podcast just to regroup and again, get creative and bring it back, having more fun and having conversations that are more aligned with what I wanted to have Yes, it cut into the growth. And honestly, I even lost listeners because I went away for so long and that naturally happens. But I'm enjoying it so much more now than I was last year when I was just grinding it out, when I was doing episodes everyone else wanted me to do that weren't necessarily, you know, on my heart to do. It actually feels a lot better to have had a little bit more lived experience and to be able to spend time with my friends and cultivate those relationships and have those experiences and go on those trips. So it was definitely a time more so for living than for achieving. And I don't think that living and achieving are mutually exclusive by any means because you can absolutely do both. But I do think that we can sometimes have seasons where we're doing a little bit more of one than the other. And I've been really fortunate this year that a lot of my living, a lot of my life being lifing has been fun stuff. It has been travel. It has been concerts. It has been events. It has been exploring new cities and, you know, making new friends. And that's such a huge blessing. And life can also be lifing in other ways, too, whether you experience a really big change like going through a breakup and finding your new normal or getting married and finding your new normal or having a child and finding your new normal or stepping into caregiving and finding your new normal or if you have a health crisis that you need to tend to or if you have to tend to your mental health or any like life situation like that that kind of throws you off a little bit those are situations where maybe the focus is a little bit more on living 
And I think what happens is we have these experiences that are calling us to like live a little bit more, whether it's good or whether it's bad, but then we still put all this pressure on ourselves to achieve as if life hasn't been lifing. And so I think being able to give yourself grace for those scenarios of either I'm leaning into this hard season that's requiring a little bit more of me. So, you know, the checklist is going to have to go on the back burner or I'm having a good time and I'm pouring into myself and I'm a little bit busy enjoying myself as opposed to like forcing myself to achieve things. Both versions are totally valid. And I think if you can recognize which season you're in and just fully lean into it and embrace it and be present in it, it feels so much better than beating yourself up over what you did and didn't achieve. Notion has my whole heart. Everyone who knows me knows how much I love Notion and that I have a database in Notion for literally everything. So I'm so excited that they are sponsoring today's episode. Notion is an incredible tool that combines your notes, docs, and projects together in one beautiful space. And I'm not exaggerating when I say I use Notion for everything. I manage my entire life and business in Notion. It's where I plan out all of my content, run my business, manage this podcast, track what books I read, track my money. It's truly my most used app. And now Notion AI makes it even better. Notion AI can now give you instant answers to your questions using information from across your wiki, projects, docs, and meeting notes. It's like having a personal assistant that responds in seconds with exactly what you need right in your doc. It can search through thousands of documents in seconds and answer your question in clear language no matter how complex your workspace is. And when you use Notion AI, it's even easier to do your most meaningful work. Try Notion AI for free when you go to notion.com slash balanced. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash balanced to try the powerful, easy to use Notion AI today for free. And when you use it, you support the show. So it's a win-win. Again, that's notion.com slash balanced. Delve into the shadows of the mind. With Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And something that I also want to circle back to that I mentioned kind of at the top of the episode was in 2022 when I had reached all these goals and it sounded really great. So many of those goals that I reached were not necessarily because of my effort in 2022. So many of those goals were a culmination of things that I had been working towards, like paying off my student loans. Yes, I finished paying them off in 2022, but that was a decade long effort. I started paying towards that debt in 2012. It took 10 years to be done with that. So 2022 can't get all the credit for what I'd been doing for a decade. Or when I did grow my podcast, yes, the numbers were really great in 2022, but a lot of that foundation was from work I did in 2020 and in 2021 and being consistent during all of that time so that that could culminate to the results we got in 2022. Same with like the business revenue. I doubled it because yes, I said yes to a lot more things and my audience grew and that helped, but I never would have been able to have the opportunities to even say yes to if I hadn't been consistent for several years before that. So I also think sometimes we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to reach these big goals in a very short amount of time when these are really multi-year goals that have different phases and different things that we have to go through or different ways that we have to be consistent for a really long time to reach them. And we expect to do these things that take three years, five years, 10 years in the span of a quarter, in the span of a year. And it's really unfair to ourselves. And that was something that I had to learn was like, that work that I did in 2022 was such a culmination that to think that things that took me a decade in the making were just going to double in a year, it was kind of an unfair, you know, goal or assumption to make of myself. And I think that we tend to do that a lot, especially if you're an ambitious person or if you're really plugged into social media and you see people achieving things and talking about these highlights and things, we don't always know what went into it behind the scenes or how long they've been working at it or what they sacrificed to get there. We only see the end result. And so remembering that the iceberg under the surface is so much bigger than what we see above the water for both ourselves and other people is really, really important. Now, the next thing I also want to talk about is Understanding why we set the goals that we set and understanding the difference between a vanity goal and a meaningful goal. And I think a lot of why I was able to reach my goals in 2022 and why I didn't reach a lot of them in 2023 was because the goals that I set in 2022 were really meaningful to me in a lot of ways. Like my goal to read 30 books was because at the beginning of 2022, I was having just kind of going through a really hard time and I had read uh, Seven Days in June by Tia Williams because I saw a TikTok video recommending it. And I was like, oh, maybe if I read, you know, get back into reading because I loved reading as a kid, but not as much as an adult. Maybe that'll help me kind of take my mind off of things. I used to love reading so much and I want to get back into hobbies. And so I read that book and I really enjoyed the experience that I had reading that I was like, okay, I'll set a reading goal and hopefully that will help me reestablish the habit of reading. So that was a meaningful goal. It wasn't necessarily about reading 
30 books. It was about getting back into a practice that I enjoyed. And I just so happened to have found a bunch of books that I enjoyed, which is why I read so many. But also part of why I read so many was in 2022, I also felt really isolated. And I spent a lot of time at home, alone, phone dry, not doing anything. So it was like the books were kind of all I had versus in 2023, my goal to read 50 books like was not as meaningful as that goal the year before. It was pure vanity. It was pure like, oh, that sounds good. That sounds impressive. If I did X number the year before, I should be able to do way more the next year. And people are going to think that I'm so well read and I'm so smart if I read this many books. But it actually wasn't meaningful. I'd already established the habit of, of reading. Like what's meaningful for me is sitting down with a book and following a story that I really enjoy. Or if I'm reading, you know, nonfiction or like a personal development book, learning something new and taking something valuable from that. That is what brings me joy the number of books that I read don't bring me joy. So that was an example of a very vain goal. And I really had to check myself with that. The number doesn't matter. It's the habit. It's the why. It's the why you're doing this. So as we go to set goals for the next year, I think it's really important to look at why are you setting the goals that you set? Are you setting them from a place of meaning or are you setting them from a place of vanity because you want to be able to brag about it on social media at the end of the year because you think people will be impressed by you if you do a certain thing or because it sounds good. That may not necessarily be meaningful. I think about this a lot when it comes to professional goals as well, especially for people who are in more of the business entrepreneurship realm. The idea of, you know, doubling or tripling your revenue or six figure this or bringing in, you know, $10,000 months and scaling and all of that sounds really sexy. Are we doing it? to say we did it or are we doing it because we know our work is impactful and we enjoy it and it helps people. Like there's nothing wrong with wanting to grow and wanting to expand. I am an abundant girly and I'm never going to shame anybody for wanting to make more money in this economy, honey. I listen, we're all we're all trying and we all, you know, could use a bit more help and support. So that's not a problem, but it's the why. Are you doing it because it sounds good, because it's clickbaity, because you think it will make people respect you? Or are you doing it because you want to have more resources to live a full life or because you want to bring on more help in your business or because you want to be able to delegate things to get some more support and spend time with your loved ones? That is the difference between meaning and vanity. I felt the same way about the podcast growth goal where it was like I 5X'd it last year and I can 5X it again this year. Again, that sounds really great, but how meaningful is that? Because when I look at something like a metric, a following, or how many people are listening, that's just kind of a number on the screen, but it doesn't actually make me happy or have any real meaning because it's not real. But when I get DMs from you guys telling me how much you liked an episode or what you thought or how something impacted you, even if it's just one DM, that one DM is so much more real and impactful to me than seeing numbers in the thousands or in the millions on a screen because that's just not real. So saying 5X my podcast growth, okay, but did you help people? Did you impact people? Are you growing because you 
want to say these big numbers and that sounds sexy? Or do you want to grow because you know that you have a message that can help more people? And I think that especially goes for anybody who's in content creation. You know, it can be a vain goal to want to reach a certain following and like have brands send you stuff and have that look sexy. And I get it as somebody who's been in this world for a decade, I get it. But that can be out of a place of vanity. And it doesn't mean that you shouldn't want to get your message out there. But instead of looking at it as, oh, it'll look so good when I get 10K or 100K or this, see it as I have a message and the more people who can hear it, the more people I can help. And that was actually a really big takeaway for me with the episode that we did with Nicole Walters a few months ago where she was talking about her book. That was something she said was, not necessarily being concerned about the numbers because of how much it sells, but that because she knew the power in her story and she knew that the more people who heard her story, the more people she could help. And that was such an important mindset reframe for me to help me really take a look at these types of goals and metrics differently. So less about the number and how it looks and, you know, what that is like and more about the quality and the qualitative and the real conversations and connections with people that were helping. And I think that that could apply to any field, especially for people who are in more of the entrepreneurship field, but any field is more always better. Why is the expectation that we always have to do more? And when is enough enough? When is quality enough? At some point, we reach a point of diminishing returns when it comes to our ability to put in an effort towards something or when it comes to how much we, you know, can produce. And when you reach that point where you realize that getting and achieving more is actually not really doing anything for you, it can be just a really sobering moment. And I definitely had that realization this year as I reflected on what it's felt like to kind of not, not reach the goals that I set out. I also think this can be really prevalent as we approach the new year and as people start to get really focused on wellness again. As somebody who's worked in wellness again for over a decade now, I've seen it time and time again, where at the beginning of the year, everybody has all of this zest and all of this, you know, enthusiasm of this is the year I'm going to get in shape. This is the year I'm going to run a marathon and do all of these things. But again, is that a goal out of vanity or is it a goal out of meaning? If you want to have a six pack to, I don't know, post thirst traps, I mean, I'm not knocking it. I'm not judging it. I've posted a thirst trap or two in my day. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I tried to archive them though. I don't know if they're still up, but I've posted it. Is that a goal out of vanity? Versus if you're like, I want longevity. I want to feel strong. I want to feel energized. I want to take care of myself and be around for a while. That could be a goal for more meaning. And when you start to measure success by that, by that meaningful perspective, that is where you develop the habits that are going to help you stay in it a bit more and help you stay on top of your wellness routines past January versus if you're like, I want a six pack, I want it to look like I got a BBL. And by the end of January, you didn't get there. You're like, I'm tired. I quit. (laughs) That's where 
so much easier to phone it in when we have those goals out of vanity. But when we have those goals that we set out of meaning, that's when we feel a little bit more invested. That's where our heart is in it a little bit more. That's when our minds are in it a little bit more. And that's when we really show up for ourselves and it was another big learning that I had comparing my 2022 goals to my 2023 goals. So many of those things that I did were really heartfelt. It was like I, you know, my biggest financial goal was I wanted to pay off my student loans because I wanted to be free from that. That was hanging over my head. I wanted to have that sense of freedom. I was beginning to earn more resources and I wanted to keep them to invest and to do other things with versus if it's just like, I want five figure months every month so that I can post about it and say that I did it. Like, where's the meaning in that? Where is the heart in that? So what is it that you want to do with these goals that you are setting? Now, another common expression that we have heard many times, and I'm going to say it again, the happiness is a journey, not a destination. So much of what I've learned from this experience of having such a pendulum swing from like reaching big goals to all of a sudden not reaching any goals is that achieving the goal usually doesn't really do much for me. Like paying off my student loans when I made that last payment and it was done I thought that I would feel amazing and I actually felt like shit. I felt horrible because all of the old triggers that I had around my college trauma and financial trauma all came back up with that event. So paying off my student loans actually didn't feel that good. But a few months later, when I started having more of my money and being able to keep more of my money and put it towards things that were important to me in my day to day, that actually felt really good. Or same thing with the book example, like reading 42 books and posting about it on Instagram didn't really feel that good. But as I was reading these books that I loved and I was getting so into these stories, or even I read a lot of like personal finance books last year too. And that also helped me a lot manage my money better as I was able to apply those things that I was learning and have these aha moments while I was reading the things felt so much better than being able to say, I did this 42 times. Same with conversations about the podcast. And every year when it's Spotify wrapped time and I see people share their Spotify wrapped and I see that Balanced Black Girl is in it or they talk about the episodes that they loved or the changes that they've made in their lives, that to me feels so much better than seeing a downloads number on a screen or when I'm sitting down to record an episode, especially the interviews, and I get to have these fun conversations, that makes me happy. But seeing how many people listen to it doesn't necessarily make me happy. So I think really looking at those things that we do every day to help us reach a goal and finding fulfillment from being in it and those things that we do while we're in it is so much more rewarding than saying that we achieved a certain thing. Same with, you know, the business growth that I experienced the year before with, you know, doubling my revenue. Like it, it, was fine to say that, but it felt really good to be able to grow my team and to be able to pay people for the work they did and have their help and being able to collaborate with my team members every week who I really like working with. Like that to me felt so much better than just being like, now we make this much money. And so 
I think as we're looking at our goals and we're really taking a critical eye to them and we're setting those goals out of meaning as opposed to vanity, really looking at that journey perspective, that being in it every day that we're doing, how are we finding the joy and the fulfillment from those things. And I think that that can absolutely apply to a wellness journey, whether somebody is, you know, on a fitness journey or on a weight loss journey or is really trying to get, you know, their health back on track. Like a certain number that you reach is not what's going to bring you joy, but the endorphins you might get after a workout will bring you joy or being able to get stronger and do something that you haven't done before. Like that is what is going to bring you joy. So I think really looking for those opportunities to find that sense of accomplishment in the daily things you do as opposed to just looking for that culmination at the end of the year is going to keep you in it even if you don't reach the goal. Like I keep going back to the reading example because that one is just so tangible and it's an easy example. Like I didn't read anywhere near 50 books this year, but I read some amazing books that I am excited to reference back again and again that have literally changed my life and how I show up every day. And so, yeah, I didn't reach that goal. But from what I did do, I got some amazing nuggets from these life-changing books, which also, by the way, if you want to see the books that I read, go to my Instagram at Balanced Less. I have book highlights for each year. So all the books I read in 2022 all of the books I read in 2023, I save them on my highlight. I link them there. I leave like a little review with my thoughts or a little synopsis so you can see all of that there. I know that people want me to get on Goodreads. I don't know what it is about Goodreads that I just don't want to do, but I use my Instagram highlights as my Goodreads. So if you're curious, make sure you're following me on Instagram at balanceless. Go to my highlights and I have all my books there. So you might be like, okay, Les, now what do I do for my goals? <laughs> now how do I how do I set goals? And in next week's episode when we come back from the new year, I'm going to go more into that. I'm going to go actually why I'm not setting goals for 2024, what I'm doing a little bit differently, which is just going to be kind of my own personal approach. I'm not saying that goals are bad, but I think if you are looking to set goals right now and you want to set goals out of meaning, for every goal that you set, whether you you know write that down in your journal or you have it in Notion, next to the goal, put the why. I want to make X amount because, or what is it that that reaching that goal is going to do for you, right? Like I want to get back in shape. Here's the why. I want to you know get back out there and dating. Here's the why. I want to start my own podcast. Here's the why. And having the why right next to those goals, I think will help you understand those really meaningful milestones. But I also think it's important to set goals that will be enjoyable for you on the journey. It doesn't mean that you're going to enjoy every single step of the way. When I was paying off my $100,000 of student loans, I did not enjoy <laughs> making those payments, like making those payments was not enjoyable, but I did learn how to enjoy having a better relationship with my money and understanding my spending and understanding my interest rates and learning how to be a student of that 
was a part of the process that I did enjoy because once I understood it, I just felt so much more empowered to make different decisions. So if your goal is to get in shape, get excited about learning about fitness. Don't phone it in and just think that it's your trainer's responsibility to know everything. Ask questions understand how your body works. If they're telling you to do an exercise, ask them, what muscles is this working? Where should I be feeling this? How should I be doing this? If you're changing your diet, understand what are you putting in your body? What is the benefit of this? If you're taking a vitamin, look at that label and research what are these different nutrients and how can I understand what these nutrients are doing for my body? If you have a book you know, goal, understand what it is that I want to get from this book. Do I want to get a story for pleasure, for enjoyment? Do I want to get a tangible takeaway? Have a why for every single thing that you're doing and get ready to be a student for those nitty gritty daily details. And that is what is going to keep you in it. Because just looking at this top line, like pie in the sky goal of something that sounds good without being invested in the daily nitty gritty is really setting yourself up for failure. And I want to set you up for success because successful era is our theme of 2024. It's what I'm talking about on the podcast next week. And it's just something that I want for all of us. So really investing in the little things, in the details, in that culmination. I also think it's really important, as I mentioned earlier, to understand that these things take time. So a fresh start at the beginning of the year is an incredible time to set goals. And it is also okay if the goals you set now take you longer than just 2024 to do. It is okay. Be flexible with that and give yourself space to really grow into them. Again, we have these goals that can take five years, 10 years, and that's okay. The time is going to pass anyway. Like, pass it, you know, doing the things that you want to do and reaching the things that you want to reach, but give yourself lots of grace to figure things out and to forge different paths and find your way to reach these goals. My goal in sharing my failures, failures, lessons, and things that I didn't necessarily achieve this year was to kind of make it okay. It's okay to not achieve every goal. Nobody has it all together or achieves everything all the time. And finding gratitude in the things that didn't happen can be just as important as finding gratitude in the things that did happen. So a lot of what I didn't achieve this year was because I was out there living. And I'm so grateful for the experiences that I've had because those experiences that I had were so much more valuable to me than reaching some of these arbitrary goals. And so I think finding gratitude for what did happen for you or finding gratitude for what didn't happen is really, really important as we approach a new year and really reverse engineering what is the lesson that came in so much of what you did or didn't do. If an opportunity didn't come through, how were you able to pivot and what did you learn from what you did instead? And how can you find gratitude in that has really been my biggest takeaway in all of this. 
that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to Balanced Black Girl in 2023. If you're listening to this episode when it comes out, I hope you have a happy new year. I hope you have lots of time with loved ones that you get to relax and recharge before we head into 2024. If you are not already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you're following along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify and on YouTube. The Balanced Black Girl YouTube channel is still new. It's still coming into fruition, but we've been working really hard to bring you full video episodes of every single episode every week that also drop on Tuesday at the same time that the audio episodes drop. So make sure you subscribe to Balanced Black Girl on YouTube. Drop us a five star because we are five star girlies around here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.